Hey, did you know that there's a section of Malaysian society whereby couples like to dress up in matching superhero costumes? That's right, you might be aware that, uh, and it has come to my attention that there's this very interesting phenomenon whereby members of the Indian race in Malaysia, um, some of them, actually quite a lot of them, uh, like to wear matching superhero costumes like uh, Superman, Spider-Man, and go on dates and stuff. Apparently, it's a really cute uh, thing to be done. There are tons of couples who love to upload these photos on Facebook and Instagram and the like. And I just find this uh, phenomenon really super interesting. Like it has proliferated to the point where there are popular Bollywood songs uh, whereby the, the hero and the heroine would sing and dance in superhero costume. I was uh, watching one on YouTube and uh, it sounded something like this. Superman. I'm not going to lie. Um, I laughed a lot <laughs> when I saw it. But it didn't come from a place of judgment. Like I genuinely thought, wow, what an art form. This is really cool. This is really interesting. Super entertaining to watch. And we should not make fun of them for that shit because um, I really think something like this uh, might become popular mainstream one day among all the other races and uh, in the rest of the world, perhaps. And I would hate for people to then turn around to the Indians. I mean, I hate it. I would hate it for them to be able to pull it off. But then a few years ago, you made, you gave the Indians shit uh, about this. It's kind of like how, you know, when selfies, um, before they became mainstream, before people figured out how to take pictures from the mirror or take pictures of themselves, I knew a lot of like girls in high school, like they were class A bitches. I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay it. They were so mean. Um, and they would just give people so much shit for taking selfies, photos of themselves. They thought it was so vain and like, uh, I don't know, just weird apparently. But now selfies are so mainstream. And when I go to the Instagrams of those bitches, I see them taking photos of selfies. So I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened there, huh? And it's the same bitches, yeah, that made uh, a lot of fun of Justin Bieber. You know, when he came out with... Is he going to sue me now? <laughs> I'm kidding. I bet he doesn't even own the songs. I wouldn't know who owns the IP. Where was I going with this? Yeah, there were a ton of people calling him like, oh, what a faggot. What a gay guy. I can't believe people listen to him. And then fast forward, I see on their Instagram stories, you know, a few years later, like songs from Justin Bieber and all that. And I'm just like, ha ha. <laughs> I, uh, I hope I didn't derail you in uh, in any way because the point of all that was I wanted to talk about the Indian superhero couples first. So uh, with that in mind, I hope you enjoy this next thing that I prepared. Um, it is an answer to this question. How would you go about dating an Indian lady? Here we go. Step one. Buy a superhero costume. Step two. 
buy a matching superhero costume for the lady. <laughs> Step three, without any prior intro, without any prior introduction, present yourself in a superhero costume to that lady. Just be like, Ta-ding, here I am. Step. That's not racist, by the way. Uh, my ancestry is from South Asia, so we indulge in such music. Step four. Present to her the super the superhero costume which you prepared for her. Step five. Congratulations, you are in a relationship with an Indian woman. <laughs> Bonus step. Make your mother feel like your girlfriend is stealing you away from the family. Bonus step two. Develop an unhealthy drinking habit. <laughs> um, this works especially well if you're from Klang. Bonus step three. Be disappointed in any children you might sire with your now wife, especially if they're not a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or architect. If you did biomedical sciences, you are a failure. Bonus step four. Die of a heart attack. <laughs> what the fuck? That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you um, date an Indian lady. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I felt terrified writing it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, South Asian people, so my father uh, tried to haggle with a Chinese man um, while buying a washing machine and I had the privilege of listening to all that happening while being on the phone so here's what's ha- here's what happened my father called me yeah he called me and then the first thing I hear is ah oh, uh, this one you can wash and dry ah oh, okay but that one is cheaper right I already picked up the phone and that's what I heard and at the background I, yeah yeah that, this one uh, you can buy or put it in a <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? So around 30 seconds into this fact-finding about washing machines, he's like, ah, yes, ah, Harit. I'm I'm here buying the washing machine. So I'm like, okay, I'm talking to him about buying the washing machine. And then he asks, like, like he's just like, he cuts uh, in between conversation with me and then the Chinese salesperson. And like, I'm just there having to just bare (laughs) just waiting for all this while in the middle of fucking important work by the way so he says uh papa says okay so when can you deliver it to us uh i think this uh friday i can send to you no problem (laughs) friday no 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 not friday i need it today i need it today my my kaka she's washing the clothes by hand i i cannot wait friday uh, sir, sorry. Um, we th- we cannot send today. We cannot even send tomorrow. Everybody is busy. Nobody here. Hey, don't lie to me, okay? This is a pandemic situation now. I am the only customer in here. I don't see anybody. You don't lie to me. I need it by Wednesday. I am at the end of the line. I'm just like... <coughs> just trying to... Uh, <laughs> Trying to keep my composure because uh, I I really wish I recorded the conversation because 
however racist I made it sound, it was 10 times more racist sounding from coming from them. It sounded like a, a comedy skit. And then uh, the Chinese guy was like, you wait here, I go check something. And then he like I heard like a door close. And then I'm like, dad, what the fuck? Why are you so mean to him? And then my dad just goes, <laughs> and I'm like, why are you laughing? And then he says, Harit, I'm just pressing him. He doesn't know how to say pressuring. He just says uh, pressing straight away. I'm just pressing him. Like I know he doesn't have any customer. I don't mind if uh, the washing machine comes by Friday. It's just, uh, you know, with these people, you need to know how to press them. And if I can get it early, I'll be very happy. Like, I don't care. <laughs> these fucking immigrants, I gotta say. Sometimes they're just so freaking heartless all right uh i am going to continue this podcast addressing the email i got two episodes ago which was way too long so a woman wrote in asking me about general dating advice and i believe right now i'm at point four or five but she asks me basically how to be alpha which I thought was very weird. Like, why do you as a woman want to know how to be alpha? Um, I only know how to answer this in the context of men. So, uh, before I even answer, like, how to be alpha, I need to address this. Like, what is alpha and why is this such an idea in popular culture? Like, oh, he's such an alpha. He's such an alpha, bro. He's a leader of men, bro. All the ladies want to fuck him, bro. So why is this such a thing? I'll answer that first and then I'll get into whether or not it's a good thing and maybe at the end, like how to be one. So why is why does this word alpha exist? And it all started from this uh, pickup artist community who was trying to scam people, in my opinion, by selling courses about how to hook up with women. And if you analyze the literature, like what you will find is it's very misogynistic to women, dehumanizes them, and frankly teaches a system that's really manipulative and in my opinion, is, is it might work in the short term of getting you laid, but in terms of building happy relationships and lifestyles and achieving happiness in the long term, like it's just such a, it's, a, it's such a bad strategy. If you think in terms of like, oh, how do I become an alpha male and all that? <clears throat> so this uh, pickup artist lingo like gained traction and that's how it became popularized. Yeah. So that being said, uh, there are traces of this phrase, not traces, but like um, academic discussion, real academic uh, discussion in like behavioral psychologists evolutionary psychologists and uh, who, the people who study primates. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called. I can't recall at the moment, but there seems to be some scientific backing um, as to what sort of behavioral and physical traits are present in men um, that tend to be present in alpha males uh, who are men who are most successful at procreating, passing their genes um, 
to the layman like me, uh, it might be easier to say people who get a lot of sex. Pussy. I think I was doing well and then I just had to dump that word in. But that's just me, guys. Uh, I can't have a serious conversation for too long without saying something like pussy. Okay, so that's the basic definition, yeah? So what are alpha traits? Uh, Based on my preliminary, not preliminary, I've been reading about this for years. I'm obsessed with like intersexual dynamics. So alpha traits can be split up into physical traits and behavioral traits. So physical traits are very obvious. The most glaring one is height, facial uh, facial symmetry, uh, physical... uh, Facial symmetry, like um, athleticism, how fit and strong you are, and the register of your voice, how deep it is. Now, put that to one side. The behavioral traits uh, all boil down to, like, are you a leader of men? To what extent do you have destiny and control of your own life? Now, uh, and how confident you are, how funny you are. Now, some of these concepts might seem quite esoteric and I will break it down for you. But if you do subscribe to the idea of the alpha male, uh, it's easiest to address the physical characteristics first. Now, I think none of us can do anything about height. There are some surgeries whereby you break the bones on your shins and thighs, if I'm not mistaken. And once the bone recovers, you can't walk for something like two to six months. I can't remember how long the recovery time is. But you do that and you can gain one or two inches, which in my opinion is bullshit. Like, like who needs one or two inches? Fuck that. So forget about height. Facial symmetry is also something you are born with. Like I have one eye that's slightly smaller than the other and I don't beat myself up about it. Like whatever, I just own it. This is my face. I love it. Register of your voice. There is something you can do to sort of um, improve this situation. So with most women, a deeper register is desirable. But the problem is doing this in the long term can be quite cumbersome. So in my opinion, the best thing to do is just make your voice full. You don't have to make your voice deep. And uh, you can achieve this by practicing speaking from your gut. Uh, this is something I have made like a habit already. Because if, if the energy comes from your throat and chest, you kind of sound like a bitch. Um, but if you speak from your belly, it's as though you're drawing energy from your whole body. And I know this sounds wishy-washy, but try it and your speaking voice will sound better. So very quickly glossing over that. Uh, oh yeah, the last thing you can do physicality-wise is obviously trim as much fat as possible because it makes your face like kind of linear and jawline. When my body fat percentage is low, that's when I look my best face-wise. Other things you can do is obviously get get bulk up, guys. Get in the gym, grow some muscles. Like it doesn't take a genius to figure out how to go to the gym. It just takes discipline and building habits. All right, that's the let's glossing over really quickly the physical side. The behavioral side is something, in my opinion, that is really hard to work on. And uh, just ignoring everything I said earlier about the like the mental state of being an alpha male, but this is it. This is it. To what extent do you 
exercise free the freedom in your own life. How free are you? Because the word alpha itself means that you must be in the pinnacle of the gene pool. You are at the top, right? So is, are there people in your life who dictate how you live your life? It is very hard to be an alpha male if you are tied down to a job where you answer to people. Can you take a vacation for two weeks without notice? Can you say whatever you want to almost whoever you want? Can you Are you just free to say things? Or do social conventions tie you down because of your position in society? These and many more are what make the alpha male. And based on what I just told you, I, be, I, I don't think I qualify because even though I, I guess I only have one boss in my life, that's my father, I'm quite free to live my life. I can take a vacation what, whenever I want. Our finances has, uh, has a lot to do with um, freedom, by the way. Like how free are you from force, being forced to accept a salary? So when you exercise that real, when you enjoy the privilege of that freedom, yeah, it sort of translates into every other part of your behavior. So people can really notice these cues when you talk to people and you're just free in what you want to say, you're relaxed because you're not worried about the consequences as opposed to someone who's relying on uh, relying on the safety of a job or relying on the being in the good graces with someone in the social group, these kind of things. So when you're free, you're confident and when you're confident, you're more relaxed. Your real personality can come out and there's a good chance. You know, most people are funny if they're in a relaxed, confident state. They're, they just tend to like throw some jokes. So when you're in that relaxed state, you, there's a better chance you'll be funny. So guys, how to be alpha in the mental sense is all about how much freedom do you actually have? Now, at this point, you you might be wondering, like, how the fuck do you know all this? Who the hell are you? And why should I believe anything you say? Well, obviously, take anything I say uh, with a pinch of salt. But um, what I just told you, everything about who is an alpha, why, uh, how does someone become an alpha, comes from years of me just reading the literature on this subject from reputable sources to pop culture sources and just distilling that information in a way where my listeners can sort of get like in a simple way that my listeners can understand and get value from whether or not you subscribe to these traits as being desirable is up to you but I think uh, it's always good advice to tell people, you know, get lean, get fit and try and achieve as much freedom as you can in your life. Because when you live, forget alpha traits for a second, okay? But when you live as a free person, when you have that lightness in your chest, that vigor for life, that genuine sort of radiance that comes from spending your time purposefully in a way that you want to do, gents alpha bullshit aside that kind of freedom makes you sexy and desirable because when you're that kind of man right like you just have like a swagger and confidence about you you don't give a fuck 
if that girl turns you down because you're fine, you're happy in your life because you're free. All right, that was the segment on how to be an alpha. Uh, a lot of it was nonsense. Just focus because I don't subscribe too much of it, uh, too much in it. So it's all about becoming the most attractive version of yourself, right? And I think a key... If uh, after distilling all the information, I think the key in that is finding a way to live your life as a free person. You don't have to be super rich, guys. Chase freedom, chase happiness. Okay, so the next question in that email was, does men, horrible English here, um, <laughs> does men like their woman to be the dominant one? Okay, it's a question. Does men like women to be the dominant one? Okay. I have no idea how to answer this. Uh, empirically, I don't have any data. So I'm going to have to give an anecdotal answer, meaning based on my experience. So based on my experience, the majority of women, uh, majority of men do not want their women to be the dominant type. And it's because uh, a lot of people have insecurities. They don't want the woman to take care of them because society has fed them this notion that they need to be the one taking care of the woman. I, I've been listening to some intersexual dynamics podcasts where masculinity and femininity are uh, discussed. And for the purposes of this answer, I will liken uh, dominance to masculinity. And he shed light that um, for most couples, it's like 90% men. Uh, sorry, uh, let me start again. Most men are like 90% masculine, 10% feminine. And those men should hook up or get together with women who are 90% feminine and 10% masculine. So apparently you should find your compliment if you're a man who's 50% feminine 50% masculine apparently the relationship that works best for you is not the kind where the woman is very feminine or the woman is very masculine but someone who's like balanced just like you so in that sense not the opposite but when you're in the middle of the spectrum find someone else who's balanced so to answer this question, do men like their women to be the dominant one? I think it depends. So there are lots of men who have feminine traits, right? Feminine traits are traits like agreeableness, uh, nurturing, um, being very uh, in touch with groupthink and group feelings, that kind of thing, which are all fantastic traits, by the way. Don't hate a man for being very feminine. But if you are a man who has something like you're mostly feminine with a bit of masculine traits, 90-10 ratio, then someone like that uh, should like the dominant woman and uh, would have a high chance of being happy together. But anecdotally, I would say most men do not like their women to be the dominant one. Okay, so that is the section of um, emails. If you have a question or a crazy story, uh, do share it to me at harithjaofficial at gmail.com. I do particularly like, like relationship questions because I, I do believe I have a, a lot of offer to give in my insight. Moving on. So today, instead of the usual jokes, I thought that we could learn something interesting. And I wanted to talk about Perodua. 
Perodua is one of those super interesting companies in this country. As far as I know, right, Proton had a lot of government backing for listeners now in Malaysia. Proton and Perodua are Malaysian car manufacturers. Proton was the first car uh, which launched in Malaysia and then uh, after that, Perodua came along. The difference between these two companies is one was super government-backed and to my knowledge, uh, that's Proton by the way, Proton super government-backed, Perodua is not government-backed. But Perodua is killing it! And I thought exploring this would be super interesting. Before I continue, uh, I need to preface this with uh, that Malaysia has really high import tariffs on cars. I think it's something like 100% or something. I'm not sure. But it basically makes foreign cars cost uh, like a stupid amount compared to what they normally cost. And arguably, it's this reason that uh, Malaysian cars are able to survive in the first place. So, moving forward with this very um, legitimate thorough and backed by data, real data and information analysis on Perodua, we are going to read the Wikipedia page. Hey! <laughs> so, to start off with, um, the Perodu- Perusahan Automobil Kedua Sendirian Berhad. Ooh, it's a private limited company. Sendirian Berhad. So, it's not floated on the stock exchange. That's cool usually abbreviated to Produa, is Malaysia's largest car manufacturer, closely followed by Proton. Produa is the biggest now. Closely followed by Proton. Proton's a close second, I guess. All right. It's weird that this was on the Wikipedia page. Wikipedia p- page, closely followed by Proton. Like, who? Does that change anything? <laughs> Make sure you put the the, the Proton part. Huh? We're not that much smaller. Is that what happened? <laughs> It was established in 1992. Cool, Proton is older than me. And launched its first car, the Produa Kanchil, in August 1994. Also older than me. Initially, Produa mainly produced mini cars and super minis, so just the small ones. And did not have models in the same market segments as Proton. In recent years, however, its targeted market segments have started to overlap with Proton's, I'll say, especially in super compact segment where the Produa Myvi has fought off the Proton Savvy. Okay. And is now competing with Proton Iris. So Produa Myvi versus Proton Iris are competitors. Super interesting. Aha. Produa does not design or engineer its main components. They don't design or make their main parts, such as engines and transmissions in-house. The cars have historically used Daihatsu component designs. I see. What's Daihatsu? Is that like a Japanese car? Daihatsu held a 20% stake in Produa at the company's launch increasing this to 25% and then to 35%. In 2004, Produa started assembling the Toyota Avanza at its plant in Rawang for sale in Malaysia. So the Produa factories also assemble Toyota cars. All right. Produa sold more than 207,100 vehicles in 2016, which is amazing for a small country, by the way, guys. 
which was its highest ever sales record and achieved the highest ever market share of 35.7%. For a Malaysian company to have market share of 35.7% out of all the car companies in the world is amazing, even taking into account the import tariffs. The company is planning to set up a second car manufacturing plant with a planned 770 million US dollar investment in the company in the coming years. Okay, so I'm going to list the shareholders. Um, Produa shareholders currently include the UMW Corporation, which owns 38%. Is that a Berhad? It's a Berhad, so it's a listed company. Okay, Daihatsu Motor Company owns 20% which is a Japanese automobile manufacturer. Yep. Daihatsu Malaysia owns 5%. MBM Resources, 20%. I don't know who MBM Resources are. PNB Equity Resource Corporation, which owns 10%. It's also a Berhad, a publicly traded company. Mitsui & Co. Who is this? Oh, it's one of those like um, conglomerates from Japan. All right. Who owned 4.2%? They employed 10,000 people. I thought it would be more, to be honest. Chairman is Tansri Asmat Kamaluddin. Not sure who that is. And the president and CEO is Dato Zainal Abidin Ahmad. This guy's doing pretty well. Okay, so to continue this, I thought I'd read this very re- oh, it was published today from the star on 2nd december 2020 the headline reads Produa hits record daily sales of 5027 cars on november 30 fuck in one day on november 30 guys Produa sold over 5000 cars which is amazing from kuala lumpur Produa scored a daily sales of 5,000 cars on November 30, the highest ever registered on a day, as it achieved 23,199 cars sold during the month. President and CEO Dato Zainal Abidin Ahmad said the November sales represented a slight normalizing from the previous two months two record months of 25,000 units in September and 26,000 units in October. Goddamn. Yet the accomplishment is impressive given the challenging economic climate and new op- new normal operating procedures brought by COVID-19. And our 5,000 unit one day record shows what resilience, persistence and adaptability can bring. He said the car sold comprised of 6,000 Maivis, 6,000 Asias, 6,000 Bezas, 2,000 Arus. I don't know what an Arus is, and 1,600 Alzas. All right, I'm going to stop reading the article The article there, but that is something super interesting. Prodoa seems to be doing pretty well amid all the COVID nonsense, which totally makes sense because... While people's incomes decrease, they're less likely to buy the Mercedes and Toyotas and Hondas. I guess they go kind of lower in the price range. I think a Myvi goes for something like 45K, right? And a Honda Civic closer to 80K, if I'm not mistaken. So with people losing their jobs and taking pay cuts, this makes sense. But that being said, I already believe that Produa is an amazing company to start with. Okay, 
So for ASEAN news, we're going to go outside of ASEAN and we're going to have a look at North Korea. So North Korea news. For those who don't know, who are new to this uh, podcast, hello. At the end of every podcast, I will read news from a random Southeast Asian country. I'll just type the country's name and news and read articles to you. But time to time, I will venture out of ASEAN. So let's see what we got in North Korea. All right, this article is from NBC News, published uh, 27th November. The headline reads, <clears throat> North Korea executed people, shut capital, South Korean spy agency says. Fuck yeah, South Korean spy agencies. This is some K-drama shit, man. I wonder if I should start a spy agency. That sounds hella fun. Dun, 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 dun. Go spy on Thailand. <laughs> Kim Jong-un has also banned fishing and salt production at sea to prevent seawater from being infected with the virus. Big brain! I don't know, should I be making fun of him? He doesn't want seawater to be infected with the virus. All right, let's read. Let's see what's up. From Seoul, South Korea. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has ordered at least two people executed, banned fishing at sea and locked down the capital Pyongyang as part of frantic efforts to guard against coronavirus and its economic damage. South Korea's spy agency told lawmakers on Friday, oh, there. so to stop the virus, uh, Kim Jong-un killed two people. That's two less people for the virus to kill. Big brain! Kim's government also ordered dip diplomats overseas to refrain from any acts that could provoke the United States because it is worried about President-elect Joe Biden's expected new approach toward North Korea. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I wonder if uh, Biden's thinking of just bombing the shit out of North Korea. One of the lawmakers, Ha Tae-kyung. I can say Korean names, but why? Do, when it comes to Thai names and Vietnamese names, I gotta pause and like breathe. <laughs> One of the lawmakers, Ha Tae-kyung, uh, quoted the NIS as saying, Kim is displaying excessive anger. <laughs> I wonder what that looks like. And taking irrational measures over the pandemic and its economic impact. I see. I don't know. I thought North Korea was already a really closed off country. Like, is this really affecting anything? Uh, we'll see later. Ha said, <laughs> I should have laughed. They're referring to his family name. Ha said, the NIS told lawmakers that North Korea executed a high profile money changer in Pyongyang last month after holding the person responsible for a falling exchange rate. God damn! One money changer in Pyongyang fucked the entire Korean currency. <laughs> they, I guess they... Oh, I shouldn't laugh. Poor guy. I hope he didn't have a family or anything. But like, yeah, they offed this guy just to like pin it on someone. He quoted the NIS as saying that North Korea also executed a key official in August for violating government regulations, restricting goods brought from abroad i see so maybe they thought you bring you bring the banana from south korea and the banana might have the coronavirus 
hmm, I think my um, Korean accent is not bad, not bad. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to continue reading this. You get the gist. North Korea is um, still carrying out drastic measures. And goddamn, I'm looking at a picture of Korea, uh, of uh, Kim Jong-un on from this article. And the top, his hairstyle is in such a way that it is so perfectly straight. Like the top of his head. It looks like it. It looks amazing. Like, <coughs> wow. Are you allowed to copy his hairstyle or would that mean he gets to chop my balls off? I don't know how this works. Okay. The next article is from NK News, uh, published 2nd December. The headline... The headline... Fuck. <coughs> the headline reads, Giant Octopus Slide... North Korea shows off new colorful socialist villages. Is this the time? <laughs> North Korean state TV is airing propaganda about newly built housing communities and partying residents. What? Is it like, woohoo, spring break, North Korea, Pyongyang? <laughs> no, they'd prob- probably play like Black Pick songs. Or I wonder if they ban K pop in North Korea. Hmm. Let's Google that real quick. Is K-pop banned in North Korea? Does Korea, North Korea... Okay, so North Korea has its own music. Hmm. K-pop is illegal in North Korea. According to koreaboo.com. Okay, there we go. But sometimes it's allowed to be played in public uh, with restrictions and all that. All right, super interesting. Uh, But in general, K-pop is banned. Okay, uh, back to the octopus. For many months, North Korean state media has spoken of its utopia towns and socialist villages, broadcasting images of vibrant and colorful homes tightly knit into... Okay, uh, this is all boring. So the headline's the most interesting bit. North Korea was showing off a giant octopus slide on national television saying, Look, look at this. We are happy socialist country. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So now we're going to get into how North Korea is doing with COVID. But for context, let's check. North Korea population. Let's see how many people they have. 25 million people. Okay. Uh, Now let's type North Korea COVID and see what we get. Oh, this is super... Fishy and dodgy guys. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading from the Wikipedia page, always trustworthy. COVID 19 pandemic in North Korea is the title of this page. It reads There are no confirmed cases of COVID 19 in the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Wow. Though some foreign analysts believe that the virus spread to the country by March 2020. So it sounds like North Korea is like, no, we don't have the virus. (laughs) We do not. Nobody in North Korea has the virus. And Kim Kim Jong-un doesn't have an asshole, (laughs) apparently. He doesn't shit. He don't take the shit. Hmm. 
Okay, so that's that. We'll never know how many people in North Korea have COVID. That's the episode today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, hmm, this one was less comedy and more informative. If you have some kind of preference as to what content you would like, uh, do let me know. I don't care, honestly. Uh, whatever it is, I'll just talk shit. I don't mind making shit comedy jokes. I don't mind talking about relationships. And I'm more than, ha- than happy to give you more news. If you have a preference, write in to me. If you're my friend, send me a WhatsApp, send me an Instagram, or you can write um, into my email, which is in my description of the podcast. <clears throat> If you like the podcast, uh, please help us grow. The best thing you can do, just share this on your social media platform. Um, I think a good way is to just post it on your story and be like, wow, this was interesting or really stupid, whatever you want. All right, that's the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I will talk to you lovelies very soon. Bye-bye. There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week Wet ass pussy Make that put out game big Woo Yeah 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 He's fucking with some wet ass pussy Bring the bucket and a mop For this wet ass pussy Give me everything you got For this wet ass pussy Beat it up Get a charge Extra large and extra hot Put this pussy right in your face Swipe your nose like a credit card Hop on top I wanna ride Uncle Piggle I don't know how to read it <laughs> Time me up Like I'm surprised Natural play Like a disguise Another duck That lit Mac truck Ride this little garage Make it scream I don't cook I'm clean But let me tell you Got this ring <laughs> Thank you.